0: hi everyone and welcome back to the product teams launch podcast series in our last episode we explored the world of ux research and took away some key insights around getting to understand our users and the benefits of how ux can enhance the experience overall for your customer base Today, we have the delight of speaking with two of our designers at Sendable, so Stefano and David, who will be taking us through the world of design, design processes, and how it works at Sendable, the differences in design, and the challenges we face, as well as how we're on a mission to build a design culture within the business. So guys, welcome. Hey. Hi. How are Why don't you introduce yourselves to our audience first? So Stefano?
1: Yes. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you, Rachel, for inviting me to this podcast and... Um, I'm the product designer here at Sandoval for nearly five years now. And um, I usually take part of, I'm part of the uh, ShapeUp team where we go through um, all the, um, the aspects from the beginning when we gather data to the solution when we hand it over for, for the building phase. And that's pretty much what I manage in my role.
2: Hi, uh, hey everybody. I'm David. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having us on today, Rachel. Um, I guess without going to too much detail of the history, I did. I started design in 2011, uh, but more recently worked as a product designer for a mobile app, and I joined Sendable about six months ago, mainly as a visual designer. So I work with the marketing design, branding, and I collaborate with Stefano on some of the product design stuff. So. We'll go into a bit more detail about that later. Um, But yeah, I've been here for about six months now and uh, yeah, loving it so far.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the intro, guys. Good to meet you officially on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we're going to get straight into, I guess, a couple of questions around design. And Stefano, I'm going to aim at you first. What is a design process?
1: Well, a design process is a, it can be considered as a general guideline and uh, it, it makes sure that we design the right thing, and we design the thing right. So it's a process that takes us through each uh, step of the way, uh, considering first understanding what the problem is. So I'm talking to the stakeholders, gathering data, doing user research. Then there is the ideating phase uh, where we come up with concepts, uh, ideas, and create something that is tangible. And then after that, there is the testing phase where we take the concept, the idea, and we test it with real users to validate that idea and understand how our users, our participants, use the, um, the prototype we built to understand whether we need to iterate with it or proceed with the concept. And then there is the crafting phase where we collect everything together and hand it over for the building phase. And this generally con- consists in all the research done just for for the sake of explaining what's the background of the problem and then wireframes and high-fidelity designs for the development team.
0: Great, thank you. So what are we doing at Sendable to ensure we're building the ideal design process?
1: Uh, that's a great question. we building a at the same time, we are validating and implementing a series of workshops that we, we aim to, to run depending on the problem at hand. This will, in, in an ideal world, uh, this will help us speed up the process to avoid having endless conversation. You know how our meeting goes. They can go sideways uh, and often losing track of what the real problem we were talking about at the beginning is. So it's mainly to find the balance and the focus on what the problem is that we're trying to solve.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much. So, David, over to you. For those wanting to know more about design and specifically the design team structure at Sendable, what are the differences between product design and marketing design, marketing design, rather? And how do we, I guess, collaborate together?
2: Yeah, it's a good question because I think a lot of companies, particularly tech and software companies, struggle to differentiate the two and find a good balance but basically we have recently moved to a structure where we just have our design system as a whole and we're trying to place a designer in different areas of the business so as Stefano mentioned product will focus on the user research the user experience design the user interface and the design system that is required for the product and the web app and then on the marketing side which is where I sit it's web design is a strong focus. So what does our marketing website look like and how are we converting visitors to trialists? And then because we have a web app, the web design is strongly tied to the design system that is used in the product. So that's a that's one of the areas that Steph and I collaborate on is in the design system and how that applies across marketing and across the product. And then the other stuff in marketing is like social media promotional assets for stuff that we are releasing and then general company branding as a whole. So the main areas of collaboration, like I said, are probably the design system and then also learning about what is going to be released in the product and what do I need to know about it in terms of creating promotional assets. We try and meet every week. If, if we don't, Steph and I, uh, we just message each other on Slack jump on a call and just give each other feedback on different things so I'm fortunate to have product experience so he can bounce ideas off me and Steph has got a wealth of experience in design in general so we can bounce ideas off each other and obviously before I joined Steph had established the branding already so we collaborate really closely throughout all the design work that we do really.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's been a bit of a road to kind of build that design system and also that structure at Sendable. It's not something we've we've had for long. Um, So it is fresh in that perspective, but it's also something that we've been building over the past years. And certainly, Steph, as long as we've worked together, I know you've been building. (laughs) So kind of thinking about, I guess, design process, you know, how teams work with each other and, and what we've just discussed. I guess, how do we apply the process when it comes to breaking down problems? And I guess, Steph, you're, you're probably closer to the, the the sort of problem side in the business. How do, you, how do we go about that?
1: Yeah, well, um, as well as the product team, part of the product team, we also have a shaping team, which it consists of us from the product team, plus some other team from other departments like Cecilia, hi Cecilia, from the marketing team, and the CTO, Hervey, hi Herve. So we created this team and to have a this cross-functional team to, to have all the experts needed to tackle different problems. And sometimes we also involve other experts that are part of all the departments, maybe sales, support, customer success, and um, to have a full picture and all the knowledge, need, knowledge needed for tackling a specific problem. And we're also involving stakeholders so that they can be part of the whole journey and understand every part of the project. And um, and, and also this will, will help uh, setting expectations from, for them.
0: Ma'am, thank you. So um, I guess one question, and maybe David, you might be able to help with this one, but what are the main challenges, I guess, designers face on a day-to-day basis?
2: Uh, I think it will probably differ depending on the size of the business. Small companies tend to have different problems than larger ones do. But I guess something that would be in common is prioritizing. So what do we need to work on now and and what are the priority priorities and that just, at the end of the day, comes down to business needs. It comes down to what feedback are you getting from users, from customers. And then I would say managing expectations and timelines. So working with stakeholders, working with teammates, when do you need something done by? And if you can't do something within that timeframe, how do we communicate it? So that ultimately comes down to communication. So... Having a good level of communication will, will always help. And then probably, I guess, one of the things that probably gets the most memes online is, is different feedback and how designers handle feedback. But it's just trying to remove yourself from the feedback. So try and remove your ego and try and hear the perspective of the person giving you feedback. So take feedback on board, absorb it. You don't necessarily have to give an answer immediately think about it, try and think about what made them say what they've said, even though you might not agree initially. So handling feedback is, is a challenge, but it's part of the design process and it's pretty important. But yeah, I would say those are the main, main examples.
0: Great. Thank you. Stefano, is there anything you'd add to that at all?
1: Well, uh, well, definitely main challenges are the time. When we tackle a problem uh, we need to balance the, um, every aspects of the of the project. So uh, we need to time every step. So we can't wait. And we can't spend too much time gathering data. So we need to do that as soon as possible, and then come up with a solution as soon as possible as well. Because we also need to test it and eventually iterate with it. So we don't have the um, we are not sure that the concept that we create is going to go well. So we need to be mindful of that. And so time is definitely something that is always a challenge. But I guess this is in every company, in every organization and in, in every process.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think you'll find it wherever you go, specifically with design as well. <laughs> cool. Okay, so design culture. Now, design culture is... It's probably a term that a lot of people don't really understand um, because, as you can say, some people might think that designers just make things pretty (laughs) in some cases um, and don't really understand, I guess, the process behind the design process in the first place and kind of how a culture really starts from within. And when it comes to actually building the process and the culture and then the brand identity, etc. Can you give us examples and how we're, I guess, building this at Sendable and, and kind of what you've seen from the design culture here?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so starting to say that design culture is a process-driven approach, uh, that is why we use design process, because what needs to be clarified is, is that design process is not just for designers, but it needs to be applied uh, to the whole organization. So especially non-designers, not just because it's called design process needs to be apply to designers. Uh, I want to make that extra clear. So everyone in the organization should be encouraged encouraged to apply the design process. As already mentioned before, we are creating a series of workshops that can be run by anyone in the company to solve their problems. Even if there are small problems within a team, these workshops may help them find the right solution. And this is building a design culture at Sandable. Where we trying to make everyone contribute on building the, the what's the final the final design, design process or workshops if we, if we may say.
0: Brilliant, thank you. So I guess my last question, um, and it's a question to the both of you, so you can fight who's going to answer first. <laughs> but what advice would you give to someone who is starting out in design? Do
2: You want to start it off, Steve? You can go. Um, yeah, I would say the just with the day and that we live in, like make make use of free resources. There's so much you can learn for free on YouTube. There's Skillshare if you do want to pay a subscription or like Udemy online courses. You really don't really need to leave home to, to learn these things. And a lot of it is free. And then there's some resources you can use like mobbin.design is a mobile app like archive of screenshots of, of mobile apps. It's a great place for references. Dribble is a good place to spark ideas, but be careful that a lot of the stuff on there is very conceptual and not very functional, but it's a great place to get your creative mind thinking. And then just pay attention to the products that you use every day because we're all using like WhatsApp, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, our phones are have got the most complex products on them with the operating system. So just pay attention to things as you use stuff and try and think, why did they do that? Why didn't they do this or or whatever? You start to pick up different things. And then with job interviews, if you are taking that step into your first role, I would just say something that we see and and I've also seen in, in my career, either applying for a job or being in an interview process is, Try and show more evidence of how you got to your solutions rather than focusing your attention on the solutions. I think it's so easy to try and present something perfect, but what people really want to see is how you got there. Obviously, it's different for a UI-specific role or like an illustrator role or a very visual role. You kind of want to show what you're capable of. But in product specifically, I would focus on showing how you got
1: to solutions.
0: Brilliant. Thank you. And Steph?
1: Yeah, I will start by saying that recently I've heard someone say that we are designers, so we are entitled to have good taste, something like that. I mean, I don't really agree with that because, as mentioned multiple times on this podcast, design is a process, so... um, It's important to understand the difference between design and make things pretty, as you mentioned before, Rachel. So it's really important to understand the difference because otherwise you risk that you design for yourself while you should be designing for others, for for your audience or whatever you are designing for, its product or something else. And then the other one is be extremely curious. Don't get comfortable with what you know already and don't get comfortable with what you will learn tomorrow. So keep learning and be always curious.
0: Brilliant. That's some sound advice. So if anyone out there who's thinking about design always already in there, then these guys know what they're doing. So I would take it with some good advice. And uh, maybe, who knows, you could be applying to Sendable one day. We'll see. Us. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much, guys, obviously, for sharing your insights today. I think we can all agree we've learned a lot about design. And ultimately, what is most important for our users and kind of how building that design process and that culture means that it comes from within and, at the end of the day, improves the experience overall which is, after all, what the main purpose and the goal of the product team is for and, and in Sendable in general. And I know, David, you sit in marketing, but user experience is still obviously the forefront in your mind. Definitely. So um, thank you, guys. So to those who are listening, if you have any questions around the subject of design or if there's anything you want to know, please reach out to us at product at sendable.com. In our next episode, what we're going to be doing is joining up the dots of how UX meets design and how we bring together prototypes validate our research and the importance of validating that research so we'll be joined by steph again and our uh, ux researcher alexis who we spoke to last time but until then thanks for listening and cheers guys
2: cheers Bye bye
0: thanks
2: bye